Hello and welcome uh, back to Small Screen Stories. My name is Edward Lauder. I'm the editor of Small Screen, and I hope you guys are really well. Today we've got a lot of stuff. We've got WandaVision, we've got Loki, we've got uh, some John Wick Chapter 4 news. So much news, and we will have uh, James and, uh, and Clint on at some point today. I hope you guys are all doing really, really well. And I'm going to have to say, the opening is different. There's a reason why it's different. It's because, uh, well, inside baseball, we keep on getting copyright strikes of the song we were using before. <laughs> a bit inside baseball there for you guys. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna be honest, though. That beginning scares me, James. <laughs> it's the freakiest. I don't know where you got that clip from, but it's such a it's such a freaky clip. It's it is brilliant though. It, it's it's very <laughs> right. I hope you guys in the chat are all doing very well. Uh, let's let's bring up some again. It's very hot for me as well uh, as it always is. So that's probably why I'm sweating. Uh, hey, uh, Danzig says, uh, hey, Ed and James, hello. Danzig1979. <laughs> James has been busy. He has been busy. Uh, who else do we have in the chat? We have uh, uh, Roberta Bobby Anderson says, hi, James. Have a full cup of coffee and going, uh, sorry, have a full cup of coffee and going to enjoy this stream. I hope you do. We've got some, we've got quite a bit of stuff to talk about. We also have a special guest that I've just seen uh, uh, is uh, behind the scenes. So we'll bring him on in a bit. And uh, <laughs> James, you've been so busy. You've been so incredibly busy. Uh, what else? Do, who else do we have in the chat? We have Sean Harrigan says, I think the John soundtracks. <laughs> I think the, the Loki show is pretty good so far. Uh, he's one of the most interesting characters in the MCU and Hiddleston gets it exactly right. Yes, I agree. I, I, I agree with that completely. Uh, who else do we have uh, in the in the chat? We have official film and film. I can never say your name, mate. I'm, I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> Oh dear. Uh, Black Widow is a good action Marvel movie. It has the vibes of Captain America, The Winter Soldier and Mission Impossible. We are going to be talking about Black Widow today as well. So uh, so that's something we are going to be talking about. Uh, the uh, very first early reactions are out. Uh, I'm not sure if the f when the film officially comes out, uh, it will it will. Uh, I have to look that up, actually. July. It is July. OK, thank you, James. Where's Kazakhs? <laughs> I have no idea where Kazakhs is. I don't know. Kazakhs! <laughs> you just wanted to use that, didn't you, James? Oh, dear. Who else do we have in the in the chat? Is that, is, is that everybody? I think that's probably everybody. Yes, we have Kevin Feige as well, who was yeah. uh, <laughs> the very first to comment, as usual. So, yes, as I said, as I said in the beginning today, we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff. We're going to be talking about uh, Black Widow. We're going to be talking about WandaVision Season 2. Is it happening? Who knows? We're going to be talking about Loki, uh, Episode 2. Uh, yes, and we're going to be talking about uh, villains in Loki, Episode 2, and who they really are or who they are not. Uh, who, what else are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about that Batman and Catwoman sex scene in uh, in Harley Quinn that was uh, yes, and there's the picture that Zack Snyder posted. We're going to be talking about all that stuff that that, that the the sex scene that was uh, cut from the Harley Quinn animated TV show. And Kazax is here. He says, "I'm right here." Hello, Kazax. Right. Shall we? Shall we bring everybody in? Shall we just bring them all in at once, or or shall we? Shall we go slow? Well, what? 
Bro, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> no, no, we just got Clint for the moment. We will have someone else come on in a bit. Uh, hey! How are you doing? How are you doing, Clint? I'm doing great, man. How are you guys doing? I'm good. I, I'm good. Uh, a bit, a bit pissed off because. Why, uh, why are you pissed? I've never seen you pissed off. Yeah, uh, no, no one. It's something. It's new. Basically, uh, the Euros is going on at the moment, and England just drew with Scotland. So, uh, not, not a great, not a great way to start the weekend. But you know what? I'm happy that Scotland uh, got the point. <laughs> Don't bullshit me. I think Dan Zig 1979 will know what I'm talking about. Yes, it's football, or as you guys in America call it, soccer. Oh, soccer. Uh, yeah, soccer. Yeah, that's it. Uh, you guys aren't invited to the Euros because, well, well, well actually, the England's not in the Euro in, in Europe either, so technically they shouldn't be part of it. But who Well, I grew up on the border of Texas and Mexico, so you I, lie! I learned it as football. Ah, football, yes. Foot, football. <laughs> Oh, Dan does comment. He says, "Well, it was well shite," and I, I completely <laughs> agree with you. It was terrible, but I knew from the moment that England were going to play Scotland that that would be a terrible game for England because we, because uh, Scotland, are very proud people and love to piss off the English. And you know what? Fair dues to them. That's that's all. I want. Yeah, now let's stop talking about football and start talking about stuff football. that's actually fun. I want to uh, ask you a bunch of questions. And I want to have them answered immediately. Oh, shit. Hey. What's up? Why is it just me? <laughs> <laughs> and here we go. It's it's my brother, Freddie. How are you doing, Freddie? Oh, hi. I'm good. I'm good. Well, actually, no. You were just talking about football. So yeah. Yeah. Not so good. No. When I decide to watch it. <laughs> yeah, the most boring game ever. Uh, yeah. But, but uh, Freddie, it's your birthday today. How are you doing? Yes, yes. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Happy birthday. Yeah, it's all right. Thank you. Thank you, Clint. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's all right. Just be chilling with Rob. Cool. Not 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 many friends, but. Uh... <laughs> Call it Sanchez, or you'll get a knuckle supper. <laughs> but yeah, watching football and yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not yeah, a very uh... great birthday present of football, to be honest, but. I think I think the barbers are open now, aren't they? They're, they're, you should you should go to one. Oh oh yeah, for, 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 yeah. I don't know. It's for charity. I'm going to throw it out for charity. You know? Awesome. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll I'll be there when you cut it. Yes. <laughs> right. So one thing I want to start off with, and I want to know I want to know your guys' thoughts on it, is uh, Wonder Vision. So Kevin Feige had a had a bit to say about Wonder Vision and if if it's going to continue or not. So he was kind of ambiguous about it. But um, the first thing I want to know is, do you guys want a One Division season two? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Bring all the content. Give it. Bring it. Keep it coming. There's that word again. The content. <laughs> oh, content. How could I? Yeah. No. Br <laughs> are you kidding me? Like more shows? Bring them, man. Yeah. Well, it'll be bigger if it's. So, but what what Kevin Feige kind of alluded to was that the the One Division story will continue. So he didn't actually specify whether uh, One Division season two. And Leroy Conk says, "Happy birthday to Thank Freddie!" You, and reverse side to Freddie. Yes, uh, Thank you, Freddie man. playing a dangerous game. What game are you playing? <laughs> oh, what? And I Leroy... was playing Cyberpunk. I was oh, testing God. out the new update. <laughs> It's just and been Leroy, an update. <laughs> Leroy Kong says, hello, guys. Great live. Black Widow will be, will be overrated. We'll talk about Black Widow in a minute. But um, yeah, One Division Season 2. So I personally don't think it's going to happen. 
what I, what I think um, Kevin Feige was talking about was the fact that Wonder Maximoff story or the story that was told in WandaVision is going to be continued in the movies. Do you, <clears throat> do you think that's the case or do you think they're going to be making a season two? I Are you talking to me or, or Freddie? Both, I mean, both of it's, you. Both it's of his you. birthday, so I'll get him. He gets first dibs. And he's your brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I'd like to see a new WandaVision. I mean, I enjoyed that. The first season, I think, could have done a bit less of that whole uh, old old stuff at the beginning. At the, mm. But if they if now it's that's all over and done with, and I'd like to see a uh, some more some just more Wonder Vision, you know, doing Wonder Wonder and Vision stuff, not just uh, this weird. Because I, I wasn't the biggest fan of all that uh, older TV show style stuff, but. When it got going, I was enjoying it. So if it just yeah. starts off like that, the beginning of it was a bit. It was. A... Of course, Freddie. Freddie gets the claps. Yeah, I <laughs> I agree with you, Freddie. Uh, it was weird at the beginning. I think that's why they released all those three at one time. It's just to, yeah. so we could digest it, get it out of out of the way. And it was uh, it was their way of laying a foundation for this little world that they were building on on this mm. stuff, you know. And and they did a good job. I thought it was cool. Um, I wouldn't have if I had to wait three weeks in a row. I would have started getting irritated by the third yeah. week. I'm like, okay, it it would start feeling like a, a Legends of Tomorrow thing. Like this <clears> week <throat> we're doing the '60s. Next week we're doing you know the yeah. the, the, the roaring while, like, 20s you know like uh, that's what i couldn't stand about about uh that's what i couldn't stand about certain uh, things clint can't stand something that's what i couldn't stand about uh, legends of tomorrow and uh and and to be honest a little part of me was worried about loki going that route like yeah. uh-oh are we gonna do time travel to where it's like next week we're wearing bell bottoms i'm like oh you know uh, that stuff kind of bums me out but agreed like once they got rolling with it it was really cool on wandavision uh i did a little digging and like uh it was a virtual pay pay dialogue yes. session uh and and uh and the guy that asked kevin feige like come on dude like you could just just ask a simple question don't give him any outs like uh, like instead of just saying hey man are there is there going to be a, a season two of wandavision the guy says do you foresee a continuation of wandavision or an evolution and storyline in different capacities well dude you just gave him like options and and what what he he kevin feige says yes to an evolution probably uh, and inevitably in many different capacities what i what I interpret that to mean is that uh, we're going to see a bunch of crazy stuff happening on, on Doctor Strange, yeah, um, and and that's what we're going to get a continuation. Also, a week ago on June 9th, Kaylee Coco, uh, I never know how to say her name, Coco, 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 Coco. or just Coco. Yeah. Like I'm drinking hot cocoa. Is that her? <laughs> Coco. It's Thanks, gang. Uh, Kaylee Coco, she in an Esquire um, uh, interview was uh, was talking to Elizabeth Olsen and she asked Elizabeth Olsen if there was going to be a WandaVision 2. And Elizabeth Olsen yeah. said, said, no, 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 no. Uh, it's it's a limited series. Uh, and then she said, I'm I'm say that, but it's Marvel. And, you know, and you never say no with Marvel because who knows yeah. what's going to happen. But uh, mm -hmm. but yeah, so that's I mean, so with her answer and Feige's kind of vague answer, I I feel like there's not going to be one. But again, Again, they could look at if they're a business man. They could look at numbers uh, a month from now and say, you know what? Let's just do it. So, Hamada burger, Hamada burger, Hamada spoon, <laughs> Hamada spoon. 
<laughs> the best clip ever uh, we've ever had on this show, I think. That is a good clip. <laughs> I, th I think you're both right. Um, I personally, I, I personally don't don't think they're going to make a season two because I I think the finale wasn't incredibly well received, and it was it was fine, and I think a lot of people felt it was fine, but I think. The Wonder Vision, the Wonder Maximoff story would be far better suited for the MCU, for the main kind of MCU movies. I think, that, like moving forward, I think this was more. You could almost see it as like a side quest, almost for her character. Like it was interesting to to get to know that. And then I think the main, the people that that, that they'll want to explore her character further in the main MCU, like the main MCU films. Because Kevin Feige said this on multiple occasions that he he wants to make sure that the people that just watch the movies don't feel completely left out, which is why nothing really major is happening so far in the series. I think Loki might change that though. Personally, I think I think they might they might be looking to change that, and I think this will go on. I think further on about about Loki, but I think Loki will will bring in or how it already has done or how it has brought in the multiverse. Yeah. If, and I think I think that's what happened in, in if episode they, two. If they'd have had uh, Doctor Strange show up at the end of WandaVision and say, "Wanda, come with me. We have we've work to do," and then bail yeah. and like that would have I think would have made the ending a little better. You know, they could have left a lot of things on you know loose ends, and it made sense because she had to go save the universe. So yeah, let's have a look at what people are saying in the comments. Uh, let's bring up what uh, so uh, Leroy Kong. He says season season two will happen. The MCU will be uh, the MCU will be overrated. Leroy, you like to say overrated a lot. I, I, I've noticed, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I, I there's an element to I, I kind of agree to a certain point about season one. It, it was we we really bigged it up ourselves. I think it was we, we had this whole Mephisto thing in our head, and it's already starting with Loki. I've seen. And like you see, episode one, people are already going like, "Oh, they showed the devil," <laughs> and it's like, "Well, they just showed a, a, a window with uh, with the devil, with a, you know, the I can't I can't speak, um, yeah, with a picture of the devil in it." So, and uh, Dan Zig says, "I was playing Metal Gear Solid Four. That's a good game." Solid five. Five. Uh, five. Sorry, I can't. That's, I can't read. Which is not as good. Well, it's, actually, you know, <laughs> well, five. Well, no, four was better. No, the than No, the gameplay and all that's really good, but you know how the whole the story, the, whole, the, the story, whole, and the the yeah, the, the whole story. Konami it's, thing, wasn't no, it? I, I liked, yeah. I liked five. I just, I wish they gave Hideo Kojima some more time to finish it. Like they cut those exactly, two, yeah, those two scenes. But they um, really, they really made it rush it. Like but the gameplay and like the execution, absolutely brilliant. Except the fact yeah. that like if you have to start over, you have to go through that twenty-minute crawl session at the beginning in the hospital. So, <laughs> but I mean, and which is an awesome section. Is the voice of a solid. Uh, he's got himself <laughs> off again. I, I was just waiting for him to do he's that. He's just going to talk forever about Metal Gear. <laughs> so official filmerland says, "Wonder Vision is a limited series. It was built on one season. It was one season in mind." Wonder is going to be the villain in Doctor Strange too. That's something I've heard a lot of people say. Do do you do either of yeah. you think that's going to happen? I well, think it's she, possible. Yeah, mm. isn't she uh, supposed to be a villain? Uh, well, traditionally in the well, she kind of goes back and forth. Is it she? I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I think <clears throat> I think she might start off as like the things that she's done will be problematic for Doctor Strange, and I think. 
I, I don't think she'll be a villain. I think she'll just be on her own path and trying to, I think is a lot of it will be trying to find her kids again. Yes. And she's, yeah. she's already proven she's uh, at least that she's a, a little bit emotionally unstable and willing to change reality and change things to, to mm. deal with loss. And I think losing her kid, it's one thing, the love of your life, but when you have that first kid, it just changes you, man. It's just a, you know, I never thought I was going to have kids and I had the first kid and now I'm, it's all about my kids. Well, if that's true. What everyone says who has kids, uh, then, then think about her kids being out there and you, she could hear them. You know what I mean? You, yeah. We could hear them at the end. So who knows? She might, she might be anchored to be like, that's another reality. It's not the same thing, but she's a nexus level being, which means she exists just her on all realities. And, uh, so maybe she's about to get nuts. I don't know. Yeah, she's yeah. got some evil uh, vibes about her. So yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I think so, the yeah. the ending of it, the post credit sequence, really to me was just screaming <laughs> out that she's going to be like, uh, she's not, she's going to be freaky. I think, I think is what is what's going to happen. I, I'm hoping that we kind of see almost like. I remember the first time we were introduced to her character in uh, Avengers uh, was Ultra, uh, Age of Ultron, wasn't it? The first time we felt we saw a character, they yes. did that freaky like Japanese horror thing, where oh, yeah. whenever she was using her powers, she would kind of like almost look like she was like, stop motion or something. Yeah, yeah. Was really it was quickly. really cool, and then they never yeah. used it again. And I was like, oh, that's such a shame that they never did that kind of. I love that effect, and I, I mean, I love Japanese Man. horror. Maybe so, they'll bring it back. Like, like maybe that's so. that's like a dark side effect. You, you know what I mean? You know, that, that would be cool. Have you all? Have you? Do you guys have possums over there? No, no. you don't have possums or no. raccoons. We have foxes. Yes. A lot of foxes. Yeah, yeah. loads of foxes. You know what's yeah. weird? Yeah. We have so many raccoons in near Toronto, but near Alberta and Calgary, there's no raccoons. I'm sure there's other. <laughs> I'm sure there's other critters, but have you ever seen a, a, a what a uh, like a mama fox maybe or a raccoon or a possum looks like in the shed protecting their babies? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling that's what she's going to do on on, uh, on Doctor Strange. I think. Yeah. And yeah, you don't want to be in front of a mother's uh, a mother's wrath, especially when she's as powered as 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 Wanda. Yeah, Wanda Vision's like now super powered as well. Like, yeah. sorry, not Wanda. Uh, Scarlet Witch is now su- she's she's almost. Uh, is it OP? You call it OP? Overpowered. She's, she's overpowered. Like, and and uh, Kevin Feige said on multiple occasions that she is technically the most powerful being in the MCU, and I think it's only get, she's only going to get more powerful as time goes on. And now that she's officially Scarlet Witch, like I, I'm, I'm really excited to see what they do with the, her character. Again, I don't think it's going to be continuing in a season two. I think she'll be. She could very well be like the main villain of the MCU moving forward. Like. Doctor Strange 2 could set her up to be that. But I kind of hope not because I, I, it'd just be a bit upsetting. <laughs> I, I like her. Are, are we not getting um, like the Silver Surfer and all that? Eventually. Really ev- ev- eventually we will. But that, that, I no, think he's that's Galactus, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, they really yeah. So they Galactus, can... yeah, that'd be interesting bringing Galactus into the MCU. I'm pretty sure they will do it. They're bringing Kang the Conqueror in. So it's not it's like not a giant leap from Kang to Galactus. I think he actually and I mean I've noticed that Lords of Longbox is in the chat, so he probably knows this better than I do, but I think the two of them are linked and then Silver Surfer's directly linked with Galactus. Isn't yeah. It? He's like his puppet well no, yeah. no, his servant. Yeah, he is. Character. He is. Yeah. Yeah. He go, he goes around like uh, looking for worlds for Galactus to consume. Yeah, the uh, relationship's yeah. really weird though. Yeah. It's cool as fuck. 
I think that'd be a really, really cool thing for them to do. I think that might be like phase five or six. They might end up doing that. And uh, Leroy Kong says the Secret Wars is coming. So yeah, that probably that's I believe. I mean, again, my knowledge on this sort of thing is limited. But maybe one of you know better than me. But I, I'm assuming that Galactus is involved in Secret Wars at some point. I know that the um, oh, what I are know- they called the the shapeshifters? They're involved in Secret Wars, aren't they? One one of the the scrolls, yes, scrolls, yeah. I think one of them, uh, one of the versions of of it, uh, they everything gets destroyed, and the Silver Surfer rebuilds reality in Mm -hmm. in one one version. I think I I saw, but yeah, there's there's so much stuff. Like I'm gonna, I was always comics wise, I was always much more into DC. You can you can see behind me that I think they're practically all DC comics, apart from some Doctor Strange ones. But um, like the I I uh, that so I need to I need to look into that more, but there's just so much. <laughs> so I, need, I need to get I need to get um, TiVo to give me some recommendations so, of things I should read before all that starts to happen. Watch his channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I should watch his channel. I'm too I'm too busy doing small yeah. screen stuff all the time. Um, what was that? <laughs> this is Snake. Kept you waiting, huh? Oh, okay, I get it. I get it. I get what you're doing. Snake, 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 says Danzig. Or as he says, snake, snake, snake. Yes. Yes. And Danzig asks, thoughts on Mobius in Loki, friend or foe? Yeah, he's weird, that guy. Mm. Oh, I, I really like um, Owen Wilson. Wow. Uh, yeah, he's weird to... I can't really judge him. I don't know where he stands, if he's good yeah. or bad, yeah, or an idiot or not. Or no. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah, oh, man. I, wow. I think he. I think he doesn't know where. Yeah, wow. I, I, wow. wow. I, I think he doesn't know where he stands. Honestly, wow. I think he thinks okay, he knows. Guys, that's enough. <laughs> wow. I'm like really, wow. <laughs> uh, dude. I watched a little clip of Star Girl uh, and forgot that Luke that Luke Wilson is in that, and uh, and, I heard, and I heard him start talking also, and I was like, what "Well, the they, sh- they should have both of them in the MCU. Just yeah, totally. have, like, have like an like Tom Hiddleston, Owen Wilson esque chat, you know, like they did in the first episode where they're just in the same room, just going." Wow! Yeah, they should have two two realities, two a variant of of uh, Mobius and him <laughs> yeah. both going. Wow! 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 Um. Anyway, yeah, I don't think I, do um, <laughs> I can do that all day. Um. I don't think Mobius. Uh. I. Whoa! <laughs> I another, think another one. <laughs> I think he's like a variant or something that his mind got wiped and he's in there and he doesn't really know fully what's going on. I think he's like, is uh, he, I think, I think he might be doing the devil's work, but not know it. You know what I mean? And uh, I, think, I think you just said it there. I think he might be doing the devil's work. Ooh, he's, uh, he is Mephisto. Stretch. Like people think, are always trying to. Sorry. No, it's okay. I put in, but I think he's just innocent. I think yeah, exactly. Like the only life he's known. So yeah. And, yeah, and I'm, I'm, not, pretty, I'm not sure if he's been brainwashed. Well, I think he's had it maybe pulled out. It, well, there's two things. Either like the like the guy who had the uh, the Infinity Stones in his desk. Uh, I was saying last week, I'm like, that guy just doesn't know. He doesn't know what a fish is because he was created for that job, and that's all he knows. It, that might be the situation with yeah, with wow. Uh, it could be and and all or uh, 
or he was reset and they when they reset people maybe they reset them and and wipe their brain and they and uh, they keep them there if they're useful you know I, so uh, what i do think is i think uh, <laughs> i think uh, the judge is uh, is is somebody we got to worry about yeah i i think she's she's more in the know than he is i really do think mobius is just um literally just trying to be a good cop kind of thing trying to be a good detective yeah. i ho- i really hope they they stick to that because i li- i really like owen wilson in this role I like um, the idea of him and uh, Loki trying to solve a mystery together. I, I really loved those scenes in episode two of them working together. I think like Tom, like Loki sleeping at the desk was brilliant. I loved that scene as well. And and I really really hope they don't end up. I don't. I just don't want his character to be anything more than you know than what he is already. Like in, in like in the sense that it's like he's had his mind wiped or is somebody else uh, you know in disguise or something. I just. I just hope it's just Mo- Mobius and he's just who he says he is. Oh, I think what hap- what's going to happen is they're going to call back <laughs> to that, that glass ring, the coaster rings on the table. Mm, yeah. What's going to happen is either there's going to be a reset or on either the time or on um, Mobius himself. And he'll, maybe he'll figure, figure out he's getting played by those rings on the coffee table. That's, that's, a, yeah, that's, a, a, that's a good point. It's not throwaway. It's it's there yeah. to mark the time. Excuse me. What oh, yeah. Is, yeah. You know, it's there as a marker. So he'll know when something goes wrong, and then that will break him out of his innocence and start him on his serious journey. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. Because they're not going to throw that in there for no reason. You know what I mean? The, and the, yeah. and the other thing, piece. the other thing too is Ravona uh, Renslayer is uh, is like is a love interest of Kang the Conqueror of the comics. So mm. like that's the judge. You know what I mean? And so uh, they wouldn't just pick, handpick that uh, that character and throw her into the tva for no for no yeah. reason like why unless it's just unless some nerd is just doing a callback you know what i mean to that but it seems yeah but uh, so anyway yeah so um like i don't think that's an accident i'm pretty sure that's a that's just a hey guys kang is is going to be involved here pretty soon and yeah. yeah well no they threw in um quicksilver as ralph boner that's what i meant I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, we but know. we're also dealing with like time, the uh, like time tr- travel, and uh, and that's kind of Kang's thing, you know. You I, think they would a, really? It's, it's a time travel show. I well, had... the... <laughs> I'm just saying it's different. Yeah, well, you know, whatever. What do I know? But, no, I, uh, I think you're right, and I think Kang the Conqueror. Well, he's already been cast, uh, you know, and we know I... that he's going to be an Ant Man, and. Kang is one of the three. Um, what are they called? Uh, he he is one of the original three that created the TVA. The timekeepers, or the yeah, the 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 space lizards that uh, Loki <laughs> keeps on referring to them as. So, and I'm pretty I'm pretty sure he like there will be some tease of Kang at some point in this. And I didn't know that about the judge being like connected to him in the comics. So that's yeah. that's an interesting point as well. She clearly knows more than she's letting on. Yes, well, that that's yeah. the big thing here. I think to take away from that, and uh, the the ring thing um, that that I I had I did kind of think, oh, this is a weird thing to kind of. They really did like show it, and it's like, oh, okay, this might come back uh, further on in the season, and it's only six episodes long. This this show, so it's it's it, we're almost halfway through now. So I think we need to talk about the villain because 
this is something that um, a lot of people have been spending a lot of time on because at first everyone was like, well, she's Lady Loki. Mm, might not be the case. Um, so official film Milan says, do you think the last woman who showed up is Lady Loki? Uh, uh, well, it seems as though she's not. That's a misdirect, at least according to the uh, the um, uh, dubbing, the international dubbing cr uh, credit. Danzig 19... <laughs> and uh, Danzig 1979 says, I wonder if it's a misdirect. She could be Enchantress. And in the credits, um, in the uh, international dubbed credits, it's, it says that the, the girl that dubbed for the, uh, the character that we saw as Lady Loki, the character's name is actually Sylvie. So that is Sylvie. That that's a reference to Sylvie Lush something. Uh, I can't remember her last name, but it's another name for Enchantress in the comics. Uh, she's like a young version of Enchantress. So I, I I think I'm I'm pretty sure this is a misdirect, and she's using she's using the whole kind of. <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah. So I, I'm pretty sure that's a misdirect, and that she's uh, that she's use she's kind of disguised herself as a variant and actually is a variant of somebody else and that they don't realize that so they think she's loki but actually she's enchantress and it would make a that would make a lot of sense i think um i want to know what she's up to she's obviously got something to she wants to disrupt the timeline uh that she was net she says in the episode that she's she was never interested in in controlling the tva so i think she just wants to destroy them or, or there's someone else. I don't know. She's probably not a villain, yeah. you know? I was there's... thinking that... What? Like Mephisto? <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. Mephisto. <laughs> I don't know. She could have ulterior motives. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure she, she does. But the, the, whole, the whole thing is planned meticulously. She's been doing this for a while now. And uh, you can tell everything she did was to bring them to... So in the episode, they go to that mall in like... To 2050 I think it is where there's going to be an apocalyptic event because Loki realizes that she she's hiding in apocalyptic events because they can't they can't uh, pick up any variant uh, activity there one thing about this whole theory of her being enchantress that doesn't quite work is the fact that they do that they can track her uh, so she must be a variant of some sort just not a variant of Loki so, uh, so it'd be a variant of enchantress there's there's also the the other thing I saw um, on the files when he's going through the files and looking at looking for, uh, when he discovered I think it's when he discovered the the uh, apocalypse stuff and all that when he was yeah. going through and, and looking at the different variants of himself one of them said Sylvie and it was uh, one of them said Sylvie and it was mm -hmm. uh, uh, Odin was the father and stuff so it was like a it was supposed to be a, a lady Loki version of him of himself but she was named Sylvie and that was oh, in the okay. that was in the file so there's a possibility they it just make, they combined the they combined the characters and it is lady Loki like we, mm. we it, it's an interesting way to keep us guessing and wondering you know yeah and and that's why I like this because they they do keep us guessing and people mm -hmm. are they know that people will pick this sort of stuff up and they'll be like oh her real name in the credits is, uh, is she's called Sylvie in the credits because originally uh, I think it was the week before people were like oh it's Lady Loki because it was revealed by the actor's uh, stunt double um, like through the credits as well so people are keeping a very close eye on the credits which I'm going to be honest I don't do because I'm just like oh it's over. And then I get sad because it's over and I want it to go on forever. Well, they're doing that thing again where they're leaving placeholder cards 
in the visual mm-hmm. credits, right? Yes. Where they're not naming the actors or actresses. So yeah. like they did with Falcon. <laughs> yeah. uh, Dan Zig brings up an interesting question. He says, who do you think Richard E. Grant will play? See, yeah, the villain. Real villain. <laughs> He's perfect from Mephisto. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or an old Loki, old lo- old man Loki. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. Old, old man Loki is a good name for a comic. Old you should man write Logan. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I want. I mean, originally, I think wasn't Richard E. Grant originally cast as uh, someone Spice the- Girls manager. <laughs> he was the Spice Girls <laughs> manager. Uh, I think he was in. Wasn't he in an X Men movie? Uh, wasn't he cast? Uh, oh, I'm forgetting the name. Uh, if someone in the comments knows, I'm pretty sure he was cast as uh, a pretty big character in the X-Men, like a villain in the X-Men universe. <sighs> oh, this is going to piss me off. If, yeah. Again, if anyone in the comments knows, please, please let me. Uh, okay. D- okay. He was, he, oh, sorry, <laughs> shouting. He was in uh, Logan and he played he was... Dr. Zander Rice. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and and so originally, I think people thought he was going to play another character, but then it then it ended up being this one. And I suppose his what was he? He was directly so he was the one that was initiating the X twenty three and X twenty four project projects. Okay, all right. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, yeah, so Richard E. Grant is a character, is an actor that I I truly truly love. I think he's great. The, even even when he posts a, a video of himself going <laughs> reacting to having seen Star Wars, that uh, the uh, the Rise of Skywalker. I don't know if you saw that when he was like, yeah, oh, punching the air. And... I cried. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just so happy. I'm so desperate for you to see this movie. <laughs> How many more of these? Oh, that's, I, I, I actually, <laughs> originally people thought he was going to play Nathaniel at Essex, Mr. Sinister. That was that was the um, character that I was thinking of because that was the one that he was connected to. But it turned out he was just he just played like some random doctor. Uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing him in it because I think he's another brilliant actor. I think this is a really well cast show. Actually, what do you guys think? Absolutely, like it's perfect so far. It's been perfect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, even yeah, the, yeah, really. even the small little fill-in parts, the little little random comedians that are placed here and there doing little tiny parts are hilarious. Like everybody's is great in this. Yeah, uh, there aren't, there aren't yeah, too many characters, and it's, I don't know. It feels yeah, all the characters are cool. There aren't too many of them, so I, I like. That, yeah. I like the good. new guard. The new guard. I forgot her name. Uh, yeah. The, the, that the one with the dreadlocks. Yeah. Um. She was in uh in uh, what is it? Euphoria. Is that the movie? There the TV yeah, show. I've, I've seen her in a bunch of stuff, but with, um. The one with the uh, with uh, John Cusack, where he's the big bad, and there's a there's a. Did you all see that that comic book? It's a it's a movie uh, about comic book fans. It's a TV series about on Amazon. I think it's called Euphoria. If anybody, it, it's great. If you guys mm. haven't seen it, it's really good. But uh, she's she's in it. She's one of the main characters. She's fantastic. So here, that's what right. I'm watching tonight. I didn't even it's, hear about that. It's great. It's about fans. It's basically a short, short version is uh, of of the show is that somebody finds a uh, somebody uh, who 
it's a very rare comic and these super nerds uh, all of a sudden freak out because this because this comic all of a sudden they they find out there's one copy uh in the house of the old author so everybody wants this comic and so all and once everyone goes and these guys just think they found a gold mine so they're trying to sell it to the highest bidder uh craziness ensues after that because the nice. the weird yeah, the weird thing is, uh, there's a lot of conspiracy theorists that think there's hidden stuff in the in the books, and uh, there may or may not be. Uh, you'll find out if you watch the the show, but it's oh. it's really good. And you said John Cusack. John Cusack is in it. Yeah, he's a nice. main he's a he's a main character in the yeah, show. Yeah, I met too. him one time. As <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just I was just looking up the the actual uh, name that they put for Sylvie, and it's Utopia. Uh, Yes, yeah, Utopia. Yeah, I'm gonna go off in the booth. <laughs> okay. Uh, What's up, Rob? <laughs> uh, yeah. So the the character is actually called Sylvie L- L- Lofferdotter. I think that's how you say it. Isn't that? Isn't that like the name? That's the, that's the 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 family name, isn't it? The um, like Thor and Loki and stuff. Yeah. So I mean, I think they're just gonna com- combine the two characters. And make it kind of one. So I think it probably will end up being Lady Loki. Actually, thank you. I think I think they are doing that. And um, I, honestly, this this show so far has been what's going on. <laughs> this show so far has been a really, really, really promising. I think it's the thing that I've uh, I've liked the most from these new like uh, Disney kind of Marvel shows. I think it's better than all like already uh, after just two episodes. I think it's so much better. And. Um, yeah, I think I think we should uh, move away from some of the Marvel stuff and move on to some John Wick news. So, uh, it's it was reported that uh, Wesley Snipes was uh, in talks <laughs> to uh, to join uh, John Wick Chapter Four, and then it was very quickly uh, <laughs> dismissed by uh, <laughs> uh, by uh, one of the Hollywood Reporter writers. Um, I think his name is. Boris Kit, I think his name is. Boris, and, I think. Yeah, Boris. Well, I, I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> but yeah, it turned out that he had, he was in talks, and then he ended up, and it was a while ago actually that he was in talks, and it was to play a swordsman, and uh, it was, yeah, it was pretty sniped early on, as uh, Kazakh said, uh, that river got sniped. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's, uh, it made me think, uh, which ca- which actors would you like? Which actors would you guys like to see in a John Wick movie? Like go up, either go up against John Wick or kind of go on a like be one of his allies. Donnie Yen, who was in it. <laughs> John Wick. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't really got any comment on John Wick to be honest. I have to go because it's getting late, and Robert needs to use the, play, the okay. TV. So see you later, guys. Happy birthday. Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn would be interesting. I remember when they brought Vince Vaughn into um, oh, what was he? He was in the second season of True Detective, mm-hmm. and I actually thought he was in Cell Block Ninety Nine. Oh yeah, he was in that as well. Yeah, it, was, it was great, great. He did some great action scenes in there, and uh, yeah, definitely. Because John Wick Chapter Three had Halle Berry in it, and I thought she actually did really well, especially like because she brought in the the dogs and stuff, and I thought. Yeah, Captain Britain versus John Wick, Kazakh says. <laughs> Two words, Amber Heard. <laughs> I think that would cut your, your profits in half <laughs> if you had Amber Heard in a John Wick movie. Uh, Dude, Bob Odenkirk would be awesome if they brought his, his character in there. There'd be, and it's the, what, it's the same writer, isn't it? 
is is it the same writer? So he was in Nobody recently, yes. which is a movie that everybody has to see. <laughs> it's so good. I think uh, it's the same universe. I think, or it's the same writer. So I mean, some people would say that's the same universe. I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up real quick because I'm I'm almost positive that's true. That's true. It's, it's definitely something they should do. Uh, I really think the two the two of them would work so well together. And I think these, honestly, these John Wick movies, the reason I yeah, wanted to do it was Derek Kolstad. He wrote both of them. Okay, yeah, there you go. He's and, so good. And on my phone, it popped Sorry, up Andrew. nobody versus John Wick already popped up when I started to do a search, you know? Um, everybody wants to see that. Yeah. I, I honestly, I think, I think like these John Wick movies, I think the first one was for me just like, I was like, oh my God, this is something completely. Like the, I remember all those Liam Neeson movies that were coming out, like Taken and all those films that he did, and I kind of got bored of those. And there was like a lot of kind of old man action movies that were coming out. Uh, yeah. I think uh, Kevin Costner did one as well, where he wore a scarf the whole time, and everyone's like, "What the hell is this film?" Uh, and uh, you know, he had all the Expendable films that were coming out as well. And then for me, John Wick changed the game completely because that was the first film that I was watching. I was like, "Oh my god, the." like the attention to detail in this film and the choreography in this movie it's just incredible to watch and then john wick chapter two or john wick two i wasn't so keen on i'm going to be honest i wasn't as as uh, i thought it wasn't as good as the first film but then john wick chapter three parabellum came out and wow that film just wow wow oh get owen wilson in it <laughs> <laughs> oh man that would be awesome. like Keanu's like, oh, i uh... <laughs> People keep on telling me I'm back. I'm thinking I'm back. Wow. Uh, You're fired. Hey, they're my two best impressions. Oh, boy. Yeah, man. Go ahead. No, that was it. That's all I had to say. No, I, w I would really love to see that. And I, when I first heard the rumors, that so it came from the Illuminati. Uh, the first reports of uh, oh, lock a lockout is a good one actually. I, I like that. I like that one with uh, Guy Pierce when he goes to the to the moon. That was Something. basically Snake Plissken from Escape from New York in space. <laughs> that was so good James as well. Gunn's brothers in it too. Yeah, he plays a really good. Yeah. Oh, that honestly, lockout wasn't that bad. It was a bit of a no, stupid like Maggie Grace again from the Taken movies, who again gets taken. <laughs> she's like that's that's all she ever did for a while uh but honestly like i'm just i was kind of when i heard that wesley snipes was potentially involved in this film i was like oh my god that'd be incredible a film with wesley snipes wesley snipes donnie yen uh bill skarsgård and, <laughs> and keanu reeves I was like, yeah that's that's a cast now add bob odenkirk to that oh I I went and looked. I went and looked. Uh, looked it up, you know. And I was like, I was like, what is this? And uh, and I was like, okay, uh, CBR Wesley Snipes has not joined John Wick. Okay, and then yeah. I was, uh, pop culture Wesley Snipes blah, 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 uh, rumors. And then it was like, we got this covered uh, in talks for. Jo I'm like, hmm, uh, jo jo <laughs> Wesley. And pretty much everyone except for one one place said that uh, that it was rumors uh and except for one i'm not going to call out which of the ones that i mentioned but you know uh, it was a it seemed like a miss uh, miss quote yeah. uh, you know you know but uh yeah it's it's weird i saw somebody comment on one of the things that said yeah you should probably wait till Lionsgate says it to report it you know what i mean because <laughs> because uh, the next time you try to report something people aren't going to believe you
I mean, the yeah. The the fact of the matter is that he was in conversations with them, but it seems like they broke down a while ago. So yeah. and and then they brought in Donnie Yen. So Donnie Yen's probably playing the character that they like they were thinking Wesley Snipes could be could do. And 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 I, honestly, Wesley Snipes, I, I think I love the guy. I love the Blade movies. I actually think he did. He was really good in Dolomite Is My Name, which is a uh, the Netflix film that came out. I think two years. Yeah. Yeah, with Eddie Murphy. He was brilliant in that film, and that, to me, showed another side to him. But I, I would like to see him do some... I mean, he was in the Expendable films, so I think the, he, the third one. He was fantastic in in uh, Coming to America too. Yeah, he, which I haven't seen. So, <laughs> which yeah, you're not... He's... Yeah, I won't say anything. You know me, I, I only say positive things, so I'm not going to say much, but... Uh, and New Jack City. He was great in New Jack City. He's a talented actor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that was like two hundred years ago. I'm talking about current current stuff. Like, mm. like, hey, does he still have it? Like, <laughs> does Wesley Wesley Snipes has still got it? <laughs> he ha he still has it as far as acting is concerned. Uh, he's not so good at paying his taxes, but that <laughs> no, that's this is true. <laughs> um, so Danzig says, uh, Eco. Uh, Uas, Uas from the Raid. Well, I love the Raid movies. Uh, I always just call him Eco. I, I don't know. I can't. I, I never want to like butcher his last name, which I probably just did. Uh, Scott, Scott Aitkins and Woody Allen. <laughs> that would be an interesting pair. Um, I, I think the fact that like Lawrence Fishburne's in the in the films as well, and uh, uh, God, I forget the English actor's name that's in it as well in the in the John Wick. Uh, movies. Oh, God, I'm so bad at this. Um, Ian McShane. Ian McShane. Yeah, Ian McShane. Uh, I would so love he... to see Bill Burr would be good in there. Like Bill <laughs> yeah, Burr like... is good in, in everything, but he, uh, like that kind of a movie. You know, what I mean, they usually got a dark edge to them, and and uh, I think he would be fantastic. I mean, who would have thought Bill Burr would have been good in a Star Wars property? Like, you know, and then he turns <laughs> up, he's like one of the best things in it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Danzig says, uh, that James guy, at that James guy, how about John Wick versus Jean-Claude Van Damme? Ooh, that'd be interesting. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I don't know what he's up to now. Yeah. Steven Jean Seagal, Claude. while we're at it, let's get Steven yeah, Seagal get Steven in there. Jean-Claude Jean Van Damme, he's always someone that's puzzled me because uh, he's a, he thinks of himself as a philosopher. I don't know if, you, if you've heard this. And um, uh, I remember he was, he was talking at some event once and uh, he was in Paris and I was, I was there listening to him. I'm a big, big Jean-Claude Van Damme fan, but the guy is nuts because he came out with this line. He said, well, if you think about it, one plus one does not equal two. It equals one. And everyone just went, huh? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> You're not with it, mate. Uh, so he's, he's, a bit, he's a bit bonkers. But then again, I think all actors are. Um, yeah, so that, I mean, it was kind of not news, but I wanted to talk about it a bit because I'm just really excited for WandaVision Chapter 4. I think that's going to be really cool. Yeah. Now, what was news was that the Harley Quinn animated TV show on HBO Max apparently cut a an oral sex scene between Batman and Catwoman. <laughs> what did you think about this? Um, I was bummed. I was like, put it in there. No, I read that a few a couple days ago, and I, I laughed pretty hard. I was like, of course they're going to cut that. And so uh, I really love. I really loved that that. Uh, I love that that the writer said, uh, "What you know? Are you saying Batman's a selfish lover? You know what I mean? <laughs> that's hilarious." I was like, "That's hilarious!" And uh, and and I was talking about it a couple of days ago. It's like uh, these 
these writers, they have to be a little bit eccentric, a little bit crazy. They got to push the limits to be creative and create good new things, you know, and and uh, it's the job of the, uh, the the person in the office to say, no, that's a little too far, you know, and, and they're going to keep pushing the boundaries as far as they can over and over again. And uh, that's why the material is good. You know, so if if uh, of course they got shot down, they're trying to sell toys and uh, and, you know, you got a lot of a lot of people that are going to not like that. Um, I think it's hilarious. I think it's a grown up show. The show is clearly there's like I think there was 19 F bombs in the first episode. You know what I mean? So it's like it, clearly it's for adults, but uh, but they just didn't want to mess up the uh, the brand, I guess. So I don't know. It's uh, I, I mean, get the I get the business part of it, but it's just it's just kind of funny, you know. They had a they they had a sex scene between Batman and Batgirl in um, Batman. What which one was it? The Killing Joke. They, they where they just invent. They just completely came up with this random sex scene between the two. And watching, it, I was so that was horrible. That was so awkward. It was made made Batman seem like some kind of yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> It it, yeah. ma- it made it made Batman seem like kind of really a horrible old pervy guy, and it's, I was just like, who who okayed this? Bat- Where is thirst? Well, there's 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 way too many cat jokes you can make about uh, about Batman eating her. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> uh, like so like yeah, I don't know. It's I think that was just one one step too far. But yeah. yeah, it's hilarious and even funnier was the post that that uh, that Zack Snyder made yesterday yes. that said canon. Can- I I shared that on Twitter. Do you see? Or I, I, yeah, I think James that? brought it up earlier. Yeah, yeah, there it is. It's like yeah, it's <laughs> and it says canon. That's all yeah. he said. I was like, wow. Oh, there's a nice little thumb at the eye in the eye of Warner Brothers. There you go. But I'm pretty sure I- he was desperate to film that scene. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> From what I understand, a, a whole bunch of the DC staff and writers and stuff all said, "Hey, man, that's I mean, that's there's nothing wrong with that, but it's the business guys that are worrying about selling uh, selling toys that are uh, they're making those calls." In the original Batman the Animated Series, uh, there's the the I don't know if you've seen the episode where I don't think you've seen it at all, have you, Edward? Uh, the Batman Animated Series, yeah. I have. Okay. I think I've seen uh, that, all of it. There's where a lot. Bane, where Bane throws off or Batgirl falls off the building. Uh, when Bane and Batman are fighting, and <clears throat> what's supposed to happen is Commissioner Gordon and Bullock are in the police in the squad car. They're driving up the street, and Batgirl just thumps right on the street, right, and then they see her die. But the the censor said, "No, no, you can't do that. Um, you can have her fall, but you can't show that angle. You have to try inside the squad car." So they showed it inside the squad car, and she smashes right on the windshield. And if you ever it's absolutely even worse than the even the <laughs> Bruce Tim and Paul Dini said it was absolutely even worse than what they had before. So, uh, as far as the Batman and Catwoman thing, I can kind of see that because even though it's an adults uh, show, is still a cartoon, so kids are going to stumble on it. You know, yeah. Like, at least with the bad words, uh, the parents can hear that and be like, "Hey, what are you watching? You're not supposed to watch that." Right? Yeah. But it, yeah, but it's not it's not a show that's aimed at children at all, and it's on HBO Max, so it's like. I wouldn't really call HBO Max a family-friendly streaming service. You can watch Tom and Jerry and get Zack Snyder's Justice League, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a bit messed up anyway. 
Honestly, as far as I'm concerned, that scene would have made would have made a lot more sense than the scene they ended up putting into Batman: uh, The Killing Joke. Like, yeah, uh, and and it's also something that is you know Batman and Catwoman, they you know they've been together in so many like properties over the years. Like even the Christopher Nolan films have there's it's not really a sex scene; it's just implied. I- I think that I think if it was them uh, sliding into bed together, maybe that would have mm. been less. But the fa- but the fact of of him straight up going down on her, that's a little bit much. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's like I think you know. You I mean, how many how many uh, movies do you uh, see that? You know, I mean, I don't know. It's uh, the Wolf you, of Wall Street. I think that ha- that might have had a scene yeah, in there but- like that. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like cartoons. You know what I mean? It's a little yeah. bit. It's a little bit <laughs> much this, for a this cartoon. This cartoon, this Harley Quinn cartoon, is is very, very like rude and very <laughs> adult. So it's like you you don't you don't want any any kid watching that show. Like, let's be honest, it's not made for um <laughs> for, for kids. Yeah, but you know, there's like twelve year olds watching it, right? Oh, yeah, you, for yeah. sure. Like, there was like ten, eleven, and twelve year olds watching that. Uh, live stream event of uh of the army of the dead where it showed the first mm. 15 minutes where everyone yeah. had to pump out those emojis of the construction workers and stuff and in the first three minutes of that like there's getting a guy getting some roadhead right so yeah there yeah is. yeah yeah and it, uh Kaz X it, calls it hbo max <laughs> triple, it, x. triple x yeah yeah, it makes me wonder what the scene would have been visually, though. Is it is it going to be like that image that Zach shared, or would it have been like a like a I don't know a blanket, and you just see two little horns sticking up? You know, what <laughs> I mean, you could have done it to where you oh I see what's happening there, or you could just straight up <laughs> straight up eat eating a Hamada burger. You know what I mean? Like exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. I think I think we should move away from. <laughs> <laughs> Batman uh-huh. and Catwoman sex scenes, uh, and on to a, a bit of news that you shared with me. Actually, uh, it was that um, Die Hard's writer has been oh, yeah. uh, hired to write the Assassin's Creed series that's coming to Netflix. So this is a show I've been waiting for for some time. Uh, can you can you go into it in a bit more detail? Do you have it up uh, open in front I, of you? I I really didn't get too far into it. Um, like. Yeah. Um, I'm I didn't even play Assassin's Creed and I watched the movie and was like, oh, you know what I mean? But the movie's but I, terrible. I, yeah, I know. It's awful, but I like I like uh Fossbender pretty much. I could watch yeah. him wash dishes and enjoy it. The guy's an amazing actor, he's great. And so I watched it and I was like, okay, this was just meh and and uh which is just what everyone else thought. But you know, I saw this thing and I said, Oh, maybe Edward's gonna like this. I know that that uh, Jeb Stewart is uh is the uh director who who uh did uh is it the director or the writer? He's, he's the writer. Who, who, of the writer, house. yeah. He did. Yeah. He did Fargo. Um, yeah. And so you know, so and that show has been critically acclaimed, and and I've had a lot of friends recommend that show to me. So uh, you get a good writer involved. That's a that's a good first start. And I honestly think they're going to work really hard to make this good after all of the crap that they got for the movie. So yeah. And he also did. He's done like if you look at the stuff he's written, he's done like The Fugitive as well. He he's just. He's been he he's he's really like he's been very prolific and everything he's done like Die Hard is just an incredible film and uh, a very actually a very well written film uh, in a, in a weird way as well I, I really do think that it's a very well written film but what I suppose what I what I was kind of interested in knowing like from you is that it looks to me it looks like Netflix is really trying to crack the kind of whole video game uh, thing. 
Um, like already they have The Witcher, which is based on a video game, but I suppose they're kind of. Sorry, man. Uh, big shout out to Gabriel Samo for the angry face. We love you. Man. <laughs> there you go. I, I guarantee you, when when uh, companies like that have a success, like with The Witcher, they they they're gonna say, okay, we need to really really work on this. What we can, who can we get to write this? Um, mm. and and also with with uh, a lot of these uh different uh, property IPs that uh, are owned by other people, everybody's fighting and scrambling to get a good storyline. Uh, and you know, a jaded person could say, instead of writing new good stuff, you have to go find something old to re redo. But but it is. It's like these already have built in fan bases and these uh, these video game fan bases are huge. So if, yeah. if you could and there's a there's a history of making really crappy video game movies. But if these guys actually put a little work into it and make some good stories um, and good movies or or series um, it, it's going to do really well for them. Uh, you know, Marvel's already taken up. Uh, DC's already taken up. All these other things are like, what can we do to compete with young people who want action and adventure? You know what I mean? That's, I yeah. mean, it, it's, it's a no-brainer that if you see these uh, these popular video games that have sold gajillions of copies, uh, hey, there's a built-in audience there. What yeah. you need to do is have an eight-episode miniseries for Assassin's Creed, and it's just one long trailing mission. <laughs> the the thing is with Assassin's Creed, I, I think it really does. It, it, it's perfect for a series. Um, I, I think if you can get the story right. And by the way, uh, Jeb Stewart, he it wasn't uh, Fargo; it was uh, Vikings Valhalla, and he oh, was the, yeah, he was the the creator of that. And that was actually a really successful show. I think it might still be going. I don't, I'm not sure about that though. But um, the 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 thing with this series is that you you I really think Netflix has has kind of already cracked it with Castlevania, which I think is one of I think is the best video game adaptation of all time. It's an anime show, uh, it just works really well. And uh, then the, then they made The Witcher, uh, and now they're working on this. And also Sony has got his own um, kind of production company that is literally just doing video game movies uh and the first of which is going to be um the uncharted film which i don't think is going to be very good i'm going to be honest that already to me looks a bit shaky uh, i don't like the casting of of mark Wahlberg. i don't like the casting of tom holland as as nathan drake in that either uh, but the other thing they've got going is the um oh, what's it called the last of us series which is coming to hbo and that look i think that's going to be really good and then on top of that, there's also the Metal Gear Solid film, which has just cast Oscar Isaac as uh, as, as Solid Snake. So I really do. Man, th I, what do you think of that casting? I think it's fine. I think Oscar Isaac is literally just trying to be cast in everything right now. <laughs> so, so it's a bit. It's it's not. It's. I mean, you, the problem is you can't cast Kurt Russell. <laughs> it's uh, too old. I mean, you can find someone that I don't know. We'll see how he does. I can't judge until I see it, but Solid Snake's a very dear character to me, so I just didn't see him uh, fit that role. No, it wasn't who, something... Who is being... Been, uh, is Snake Bliskin? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah well, Snake Bliskin is 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 uh, what Solid Snake in Metal Gear Solid is based on, really. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Uh, so, I mean, I think we're going into areas that you probably... <laughs> I... I was busy touring, uh, uh, selling, making records when you when you kids were playing video games. Well, Escape from New York came out what seventy eight. Oh, yeah. I know, I know. Snake Bliskin yeah. is that's what the, yeah. uh, and Metal Gear Solid Five. I mean, I 
I didn't get to play them until the last couple of years. I think it was like three years ago I actually played Metal Gear Solid Five, and then, uh, and then I think it was yeah, just after film school I played Metal Gear Solid Two, and that was good. You know, yeah. so I was doing that stuff, but I forgot. Uh, is it Hideo Kojima who did the those games? Yeah, and then he, he... did his walking simulator. Death Stranding. <laughs> Death Stranding. Uh, and I think I think those I think um if you I mean those those games are quite cinematic anyway. They're really based on uh, Hideo Kojima is very, very inspired by a lot of movies and a lot of Hollywood movies, and he was heavily inspired by Escape from New York when he was developing the character. Literally it's the same character. You 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 watch the movie and play the game, it's the same. Yeah. Uh, Dan Zig says, Well, the Super Super Mario Bros. movie set the bar high for me. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I, I watched. Uh, um, I think. Uh, what was it? I watched uh, Red Letter Media. I think it was. Did a whole thing about that film, and it is. I haven't actually seen the movie. Oh, <laughs> I've never boy. seen the movie, but I I watched that, and I was like, this is the funniest thing ever. So I've got to watch. I've got to watch, go that, watch that movie. Yeah, I, <laughs> it I looks really... mad. <laughs> I really wanted a Hitman to be good when that oh. came out. I I love the game Hitman. It's one of my favorites. The the problem is right. I, I actually really like Timothy Oliphant. I think he's a really good actor. If you, um, <coughs> excuse me, as Kevin Smith says, Timothy Oliphantastic. He is Timothy Oliphantastic. <laughs> he is. But yeah, no, he's he's a great actor. He's great in um, uh, Justified. Justified, yeah, the Elmore yeah. Leonard series. I yeah, he's so good. Anything Elmore Leonard, you put anyone in it, that's going to be great. Um, yeah, I can see the whole. Uh, did you see hear Kevin Smith talking about that movie he was in Timmy with Timothy Ola Fantastic? He's pretty rude to him. <laughs> no. of his acting. I'll, I'll pull up the clip for next week. But yeah, but go ahead. He's 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 really really good. But in that movie, one one of the main things about that film, honestly, you've got to hire somebody that's actually bald. Because uh, it was really weird seeing Timothy Olyphant yeah, being bald. It really was. It, all they had to do was get the get uh, Jason Statham. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's all Timothy, you have to do. <laughs> Timothy Olyphant literally has the world's best hair, which is the other thing. <laughs> He's got such great hair, and you cut it off, you, you it's like you losing half the the, the act. <laughs> yeah, it was weird seeing him with no hair. I was like, what is going on? And the other thing is he can't walk very well. It's, <laughs> he, he kind of has a cool swagger, but it doesn't it doesn't fit Hitman like Agent Forty Seven. It doesn't fit it at all. He's kind of gangly, dude. Uh, like yeah. in in Mandalorian when he shows up wearing wearing the uh, the Mandalorian armor, he's like I I was like Boba Fett. You know this guy <laughs> no. this guy's too yeah. gangly and scrawny <laughs> to be yeah nope and uh, and it wasn't you know <laughs> like it was pretty funny but but uh, and I think he's got a good like kind of western walk so be he he's good like as a gunslinger or something like that but not not a hitman and then they did another film I think after that called I think they just called it Agent Forty Seven with Rupert Friend as hitman and that was even worse yeah they're, <laughs> they're all even, bad they're all so bad. bad yeah so that I think. We we've we've gone through so many years of just terrible video game adaptations. The Resident Evil movies are terrible. I don't care what you say about them; they're awful, <laughs> and <laughs> they're awful. Uh, and the video games are actually really good. The first like four, like, up to up to Resident Evil Four, they're really good. And I ask you guys a question: Who would you, yep. you rather have um, a solid snake, Oscar Isaac or T Timothy Oliphant? I said Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> Timothy Oliphant for sure. Okay, Timothy Oliphant or Carl Urban. Carl Urban. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, all day. Yeah, Carl Urban. Yeah, I think I think Carl Urban's the guy that should be cast in so many roles but isn't. I think he would have been perfect as Craven the Hunter. Uh, like, and then they ended up casting Aaron Taylor Johnson. It was fine, uh, but I think he would have been great in that. And yeah, he would be really, really good as uh, as Snake. Uh, actually, that's really good casting. Personally, I think Oscar Isaac is. I like him a lot. He's too short. Um, it, I don't. I don't want to be mean to him, but he is just a bit too short to play Snake Plissken. I think, or not Snake Plissken. Snake, solid Snake. I, yeah. I wonder how well Wyatt Russell would do impersonating his dad. He doesn't. He's not good looking enough. <laughs> I think. It, I mean, if you threw that glorious mullet on that guy, mm. like I wonder. No, no. He's he, he, he's got the. Chin, he's got the. It's, just, it's the weird. Uh, not the weird. Sorry, but it's like the eyes and the nose. He doesn't. Well, as, yeah. as, long, as long as he doesn't do the weird captain. Uh, yeah. smile that he does but it's like yeah. it's like a, it, it, I, man I hate I hate to talk smack because I'm like what if he saw this? like when when uh, when my grandpa kid. used to take his teeth out he would go and it was like <laughs> that's what that picture of Captain America the new Captain America and it was like and I was like god no dude this is, it's not right that's like whoever said that I don't know okay I'm done he, he, uh, Carl Fredrickson from Up uh, he really did in, yeah in the that's exactly American what suit. I'm talking about yeah and um, he's just a bit unfortunate looking. There's probably too much of Goldie Horn in him. But uh, <laughs> uh, he's a beautiful I, woman. Yeah, but it, it just worked weirdly. He's a good looking guy, but just not quite. He, I don't know. Something about Kurt, Kurt Russell's just so. Even now, you look at him, you go, "He's a he's aged well." Like he's just got that incredible hair, and like, uh, yeah, he's he was he was growing up. I was. Uh, a bit obsessed with uh, with Carl, Kurt Russell movies. I'm going to be honest. My favorite film of all time is The Thing. Um, so yeah, you, you can't cast anyone else. <laughs> I think uh, you could get a uh, Big Lebowski guy to be like old Snake. That would work. Yeah, that would work really well. That would work really well. Someone in the comments said Frank Grillo. That's interesting. That's interesting, actually. Frank Grillo. Hmm. Let's think about that for a second and move on to star trek so uh this is the i think uh, the final bit of news we'll talk about and then uh, then i'll, I'll let um i'll let <laughs> okay this is uh, yeah star trek um talking about the extraordinary consequences i'm pretty i'm pretty sure that uh, james might want to talk about this a bit but uh noah hawley was going to be making a Star Trek movie. He's actually wrote it and had it. They were going into casting, and uh, then the powers that be at Paramount Studio thought it'd be a good idea to cancel the film. Uh, and then he recently said in an interview that it was really good. The the script he'd written was really good fun. The film was going to be great. <laughs> of course, he says that. But uh, it made me really, really upset because I really wanted to see this Star Trek film. What about you guys? Go ahead, Clint. I mean, dude, if 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 uh, I read, I went and did some digging, and uh, one of the guys, Jeff Russo, who who uh, who was, I think, yeah, he's a composer on Discovery and Picard. He was a composer. He he got to read the script, and uh, and he said, man, the fans are going to be going nuts when they yeah. when they see this. And and uh, anytime you have people that are involved uh, who work on a lot of stuff, um, reading a script and getting excited, usually they probably have to talk themselves up into like, hey. All right, this would be good, you know what I mean. Mm. But when you see something that genuinely makes you stoked, uh, that's to me that's sad that it got uh, it got shut down. Yeah, yeah. Anything by Noah Noah Hawley, I'll watch, especially yeah. Star Trek. I think that would have been really 
really good. I think he would have went into like um, a lot of the science of it, but also uh, the mystery of the alien races and alien words, uh, worlds, and um, just uh, stuff that the human race wouldn't understand. I think he would go because he did that a lot in Legion and even Fargo. Uh, writing that like he's just absolutely a brilliant writer and director and so anything he would do uh imagine if we got the noah hawley star trek uh movie and then in the and then later on we get the tarantino i know star trek film like if we had those two in a separate unit like yeah why not i mean if they're gonna take the chances on what they did with discovery then they can go totally full on with hawley and tarantino for sure yeah I wonder whether the main reason why Paramount Studios for Pictures, sorry, ended up moving away from this project was because of the actors. I think, I really do think Chris Pratt, uh, not Chris Pratt, Chris Pine, sorry, uh, even Chris Hemsworth, it was rumored that he was going to come back uh, for a Star Trek film. I think they got in the way because they knew they weren't going to be in this film. Like, the, the, literally, Noel Hawley was saying, there oh, it's going to be a completely new cast. We, we were yeah. casting for new people. It was going to be something else. And they did not like that. And I, I wonder whether it was pressure from uh, like actors, agents to just kill this thing. No, it was, it was, it was Emma, Emma Watts was the new yeah. was the new president of Paramount. She came in. Yeah, and, and, I know, and, yeah. and so she's the one who, who did it. Yeah. But why, why would they do it, though? What, what's the reasoning behind them canceling Paramount. it? They suck at managing the, the Star Trek franchise. Honestly, they, uh, they botched the 50th anniversary. Of, of like Star Trek, they did like one small little thing, and that was it. When they could have mm -hmm. really brought in some new series and stuff, but it's to me, I think they just don't. They they're getting bad advice by some of their their showrunners and they're some of their executive producers. Yeah, and they're trying to follow some trends that it's not right for the Star Trek. Uh, again, maybe it's, I'm not the demographic anymore. I don't know, but to me, it seems like. They're not following uh, the, the markets that Star Trek would be really good in, you know? To do, like, if you have a really solid series, then you can make some really solid movies, you know? And that's, you can even branch them off. Like, that's what they did with uh, the original series, The Next Generation and Voyager. Yeah. Voyager never got a movie, but it should have. But um, even Enterprise is decent. It only lasted four seasons. But uh, honestly, Paramount doesn't know what they're doing. And I was going to make another point here, but I can't remember now. I just got too wrapped up in my tangent. But <laughs> do, 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 don't you think that they kind of? They, I mean, again, I'm not a massive Star Trek fan. I've I, I, I've only the, the I've watched the latest movies and the latest TV shows, and I'm going to say like I thought the first film was fine. The second film I thought was terrible. Like I actually thought that was. Just those really movies cool. don't really count to me for Star Trek. Though. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, the third film I thought was Trek. better. If you're a Star yeah. Trek fan, a Trekkie or a Trekker, then you have like the original timeline, and then you have the new Trek. And those are yeah. their beasts in their own. But they're to me is not canon. I mean, I know a lot of people think that that's Star Trek canon, but it's even the way JJ did it at the beginning was it branches off the to timeline. a separate timeline, yeah. right? Yeah. So you can still have the original cast and that universe with Next Generation. And what would be really cool would be like a, a, a dark mirror universe uh, yeah. television shows. You know, where like uh, it's it's an evil universe where everyone has beards, right? But the graphic novels of that is really good too. But again, didn't they kind of do that with Discovery? What's that? Didn't they kind of do that with Discovery? I don't know. I only watched. I, I, I was watching Discovery, and I'm pretty sure they did that. They did like an alternate timeline thing where people are evil. Yeah, I think it was um, with uh, uh, what's his face, uh, uh, Jason Isaacs' character in that. Right. 
Yeah. yeah. If yeah. you want to watch a good Star Trek show, watch The Orville. You know? Yeah, that's what that a lot is, of people are saying. Yeah. To me, that seems like it's pure Trek, and I was worried there'd be a lot of uh, uh, vulgar jokes and stuff. But it's not. It's not. It's not ninety percent Family Guy and ten percent Star Trek. It's like eighty percent Star Trek and twenty percent Seth MacFarlane humor. It's. He didn't. It's a brilliant. Did you like Lower Decks? Uh, the I think I, I think don't watch it. Uh, you should watch I mean, that. I mean, I've heard. I have one really good uh, Super Trek uh, friend who's a he just went off on a rant on on how it was a disgrace and oh really yeah and then and then I read about it then I read a bunch of things from other people who maybe have a different perspective Mm. and and said that it was great there's so many fun references and things that that real real cuts yeah yeah deep cuts that fans would know but this. This friend of mine was was really uh, he he was insulted by the disgrace of the but but I I read some great things about it so I just have to bring up this comment by Kazakhs yeah you brought it up as well ah yeah. <laughs> evil appet <laughs> I mean if you know Community you'll 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 know what that's talking about oh man I miss Community did you guys see the the teaser for Picard season two I did uh, today. yes I did yeah. and that's who, who's the character they're bringing back in that Q, Q. yeah Q. John Delancey. So, uh, yeah, it looks. Uh, that's something else that's interesting. It looks like they're they're going to be going on some kind of, uh, uh, which also Discovery. I realized I didn't watch the last three episodes of last season of Discovery. Uh, pretty much where Michelle Yeoh goes goes into the into a no way back uh, portal. Basically, there's no way back. This is the end of her, and she disappears. I thought that's where the season ended, and uh, and I didn't watch the last three episodes, which is kind of which is kind of telling that if I could notice that that was all, I didn't I didn't miss the last three episodes. Kind of telling how that season you went. Know, you know that happened to me with Game of Thrones, the the penultimate season of Game of Thrones. So I finished that season with the Ice Dragon, and <laughs> and then I was like, oh, that's the end. And it wasn't until like a year later that someone said, you know, you know, there's a whole other episode to the end of that. Because I remember we're starting the, uh, season eight being like, I don't get what's going on. I feel like I've missed a load of shit. That's hilarious. Well, well I, I, was, I did the I same noticed... thing with Battlestar Galactica. Uh, there's a lot I of episodes. I still haven't watched like the last two episodes. I forgot but I know, I know, I knew who all were silenced and how it ended and everything. So it's not the same. You got to go watch those last two episodes. I got to watch the whole series now. It's been like yeah. ten it's, years, but yeah, yeah it's only like yeah, it's only like eighty-seven episodes or something ridiculous <laughs> yeah. like that. No big and deal. Are you talking about the original series or the 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 more recent one? The more recent one. Ejo, yeah, it's Edward James almost all day. MBS. We. I had three roommates that all all of us would were watching. We were all in different places, and we would hear the bum, 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 through the walls, and you knew that other people were watching uh, watching in the other room. It was pretty That's hilarious. Awesome. But what I was gonna say about about uh, Picard season two uh, is that Q's in it, and then you see some some weird stuff. Uh, why are you giggling? No, you just see some weird <laughs> stuff that where it's like, wait a minute, is this going to be like a multiverse thing? Uh, did, did the people at, at Star Trek say, hey, man, you know, nobody's really doing a multiverse right now. I think it would be cool, <laughs> it, you know? Or did they say, hey, guys, you know what the kids are watching? The, the kids are all about the multiverse these days. We need yeah. a multiverse in Star Trek. It's going to be dynamite, guys. I'm telling you. And it's going to be out in t- in 2022 after <laughs> yeah. everything else is out. So I'm like, what the F are you Perfect guys doing? Out. 
Yeah, it's uh, who's, who's the guy that's in charge of Star Trek at the moment? Is it Alex Kurtzman or someone yeah. like that? But, yeah. and, and Star Trek fans hate him, don't they? Yeah, they'd be like, my friend yeah. I was talking about hates him. That's he, that's yeah. yeah. It's usually ten minutes of f bombs when when he comes up. <laughs> Before it used to be f u Rick Berman, but now it's f u Alex Kurtzman. <laughs> but do, do the Star Trek fans like J.J. Abrams? Not really. Well, it depends. Like, time has passed. It's just like the Star Wars prequels, you know? Mm. As time passes, the shock wears off, and you get used to it. It cements itself in culture. But I think with uh, Picard Season 2, I think that if they improve what they did uh, on Picard Season 1 and, and learn from what they've done that wasn't the best, then uh, Picard Season 2 has a chance. And especially, see, if they bring in Q, they better not F it up. I'll tell you that much, you know? Yeah. If they're going to continue the whole trial of mankind from like the first episode all the way down to the last episode of All Good Things. Uh, if they're going to continue that epic masterpiece, then they absolutely have to get it right and really utilize this character and the events. We've got to get some Janeway. We've got to get some Voyager, some Deep Space Nine, you know, because there is going to be time travel involved, but not necessarily in the time travel that we all know. More like in All Good Things where mm. the car traveled back and forth through the future and the past. I just heard I heard nothing but bad things about that show and the writers' room, and apparently lots of writers were leaving and and, and weren't happy with, with with what with the decisions they were making. I think what actually you're talking about Kevin Smith earlier. I think what the guy that he does the show with, I think he was one of the writers. Yeah. Wasn't he? he was high, and then he ended up leaving because he just couldn't he couldn't deal with it anymore. Yeah. There's a lot of fan service in in that show. It's like yeah. you know. Hey, next episode, let's get Counselor Troy and, and and Riker in it. Okay, cool. And then like you know, we'll have them barbecuing out on the patio. You know, I mean, it's like okay. And then then the one after that, what can we do that'll make fans happy? Let's get uh, let's get a dream sequence with Data. Yeah, you know, or we'll have what? Well, it's just like every everything. Yeah. Hey, but but me, me love being the fan service, right? Like I love, I the love, fan service. I yeah. did too. That's what I'm saying. Me oh. being the simp that I am, I was like, <laughs> yeah. Every episode, I was, I was, I was stoked. I ran home to watch that as soon as it was available. I'll take I take more it. fan service than Picard with an eye patch doing a, a French accent trying to infiltrate a fire. <laughs> like, yes, and that was funny, but it was. But isn't he meant to be French? Yes. Yeah. So why is he doing a French accent? Because well, it's Star Trek. Wait, okay. They, here's, they, here's they, went, like, they went undercover. Universal translators, man. <laughs> universal translators, and everyone's speaking different language on the NCC 1701D, and it's the universal translator that's making you hear the English and the accent. Yeah, yeah sorry, you've that's lost theory. <laughs> Yeah. They, they, there was basically an episode where they went on a mission. They had to go undercover, so he he dressed yes, up. I've, and then, I've seen that mission. He looks okay. he looks ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> so, you know what? And what's what's dis, uh, disturbing? I don't know if we've talked about this or not, but is that the the uh, the mobster lady in this? She looks like young Counselor Troy, and I was like, yeah. "What is? What's happening? Is that her? Yeah. Damn, she looks good. I couldn't I couldn't <laughs> handle it. I was like, she looks fin. She had an age today. She looks fantastic." Oh, wow. Think, uh, wow. Uh, wow. <laughs> uh, ultimately, uh, I think the, the thing we've got to take away from this is that Noah Hawley is doing an Alien series. And I am a massive Alien fan, and I just cannot wait to watch that. And I hope he gets to do it, because every project he's been attached to recently has ended up being cancelled. Yeah. He was attached to Star Trek. He was attached to Doctor Doom. And, you know, they both got cancelled. I was so looking forward to him doing Doctor Doom. Oh, that, that was... Oh. <laughs> that was so upsetting. But you know Stop what? Stop whining.
<laughs> it's just, just annoying. You want to see these things. So hopefully he'll actually get to do the Alien series in which the Xenomorph, or Xenomorph, however you want to say it, is coming to Earth. That's going so to is Jurassic Park 2? Yeah. Part three. <laughs> it's the first time. It's the first time in the alien, apart from Alien versus Predator, which don't they don't count. Uh, the alien, uh, will the alien will end up on Earth. Um, I wanted to uh, finish the show um, with Clint talking a bit about the Bad Batch. Talk about uh, fan oh, service. Oh yeah. <laughs> it, it was ex- it was exciting, gang. It was exciting. Um, man, I I called it. I called it. I, last week I said, you know what? They're going to send, but I didn't call it all the way. I called it part of the way. I said, they're going to send Crosshair to uh, Braca to go to go catch these guys. They're at the, they're still at the junkyard. They're not going to leave. Right, well, how would they leave right away when they could just have him show up, get him, and fix him? Well, they didn't fix him. They fried him. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> if you, if you, spoiler alert, but uh, um, I have been waiting... <laughs> I've really enjoyed um, having characters that we know and love show up and, uh, you know, uh, Fennec Shand showed up last time. I I really enjoyed that. And uh, if you haven't seen this episode or you're not worried about it, go ahead and get out of here and don't listen to what I'm about to say. But all kinds of crazy stuff shows up. Crosshair shows up and uh, to get them, tries to hunt them down. They have all kinds of things. They're trying to take some bombs with them so they can go sell them and make some money. And it's a good thing because they end up getting tracked down and had to use these bombs to escape. Um, and there was there was one part where they were in an engine uh, about to get fried and they got to use these bombs to blow the thing off and fall and they escape. Right when they're about to escape, Cad Bane shows up. Yes, Cad Bane, my favorite bounty hunter. It's like a young Jeremy Irons is a is a bounty hunter, and he t- it's he's an awesome like Western bounty hunter, and he's a badass. He he, t- if you didn't watch, uh, Clone Wars or Rebels, he's tangled with Jedi and can hold his own. He's a badass. So he got the kid and took off. And this whole time they've keep talking about we don't have a mission, we don't really have a purpose. We're soldiers without a war to fight. Well, now they have a purpose, and they need to get the kid. So that's what's about to happen. You just messed with the wrong batch of troops. They're about to go get their kid back. There you go. Woo! That was the recap. Yeah, that's 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 in a nutshell what happened. Give it give or take a thing or two, but yeah. <laughs> uh, what, 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 so you liked it, yeah? Yeah, I mean, well, once I was like, okay, cool, okay, cool. These episodes are so short; it's hard to yeah. get super invested in in what's going on, you know. But like, uh, um, I really liked. Here's what I really liked. I really liked Crosshair. They had to get a medical droid. He actually got uh, injured. They actually, to escape, they had to uh, mess some stuff up. It blew up some bombs, and the engine ended up burning him up. And I mm. thought that was cool. And and he hit his head one time, and I thought, is this going to short the, the chip out, and he's going to come back for a second? I knew they were going to have a run-in. Uh, I liked that he was, like, tr- he was shooting at them, almost hitting them. Uh, several times and i like that dark element this is their, their friend but he's trying to kill them mm-hmm. and they're having to hurt him back to not get caught or killed and uh, i think that's cool um 
we'll see what happens. I don't know how now. I don't know how now that they 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 bailed uh, and the medical bay was right there. To me, it was obvious they were going to fix him. Uh, but I think it leaves it leaves uh, some good, good uh anxiety in the show mm. to know that they still have this super uh, best friend villain against them you know what i mean it, it's a cool it's, yeah. yeah well it's strong i mean it's, the show's not over but it's yeah. a good that's a good villain to have because then all of a sudden you if they fix him what are they going to do uh, then you got to have like darth vader show up or some inquisitors show up or they, they have to like make it more complicated i don't think they're going to make it more complicated uh this no. season i think it's going to be he's going to be the main bad guy for the for this um uh, you know, and then until the end when they can either escape or fix him, you know? Yeah. And uh, 75 YBA says, I bet Cad is based on Lee Van Cleef in The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Probably. Mm, probably. Probably. Uh, honestly, this, this show has just got better and better. Uh, like, there was a point in, in, in the, like, the middle where I just kind of was like, uh, they're really short and they're not really grabbing me. But then... The last couple of episodes uh, have really, really stepped it up. And uh, it's just, you can tell that it's, I think there's just the story is kind of getting going. And that's, I think that's, it's just, it's just getting better and better. And Dave Filoni is really, again, demonstrating that he really understands Star Wars uh, really, really well. And uh, he's like, he's created these new characters that are very compelling and uh and and it just keeps on going and it keeps on getting better and uh and i'm i think this will go on for quite some time i think they're going to do the bad batch for quite it's not it's not like a big show for them uh, like yeah. you can just tell when you when you go on to disney plus it's actually not like featured at the moment so it's probably not as doing as well as they might have hoped but i think it's got it's got a lot of fans it's got uh, and and the fans are really enjoying it and uh, and i think that's important for star wars at the moment because you know especially after the rise of skywalker uh, i think a lot of people were felt a bit lost in the star wars fandom and i think the mandalorian is helping bring them back it really did help them bring bring it back and uh, and now this is doing the same it's kind of you know we loved i mean i was a big clone wars fan and it, it felt like for a long time that was the only thing I could latch onto as a Star Wars fan. You know, that was the only thing they were really doing. And uh, and then it just got better with Rebels and and now this. And so their animated stuff is is getting is is good. It, it, they're they're doing really well in that in that sphere. So long may it continue. Yeah, and it's cool. It's cool too because it's like after Clone Wars, you're like, where do we go from here? You have Order sixty six, and everything got really like cinematic and cool looking, yeah. and 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 the quality of what what you're watching still looks that good, and it's continuing the story along. And then they're pulling live action people into the show, yes. uh, people that you're seeing live action, you know, people characters that you know from from Clone Wars are popping in, and it's it's cool. They're tying everything together. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. So it's like funny. Hello there. <laughs> hello hello um i suppose let's let's uh, i did say that it was the end of the news but there was one thing that i i uh, wanted to spring on you okay and that, that was the that uh, liam neeson has uh, talked about talking of star wars has talked about qui-gon jinn so there have been a lot of rumors out there that uh, that he's going to be coming back as qui-gon jinn and kenobi as a force ghost now he has said i'd like to i wouldn't like to he's been all over the place uh as, as Liam Neeson maybe he can't really remember what's going on um but he was asked in an interview with Jake's Takes uh, who's a guy that you might know uh what what would Qui-Gon Jinn's Force Ghost say to Obi-Wan Kenobi if he were if he were to be in the upcoming season and Liam Neeson said this he said keep on trucking Obi-Wan 
Keep on trucking, baby, and may the force be with you always. I went a bit too Irish there at the end. <laughs> but um, uh, <laughs> of course, Qui-Gon would say that. I thought he was going to say, I have a particular set of skills. I have uh, a particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. I'm meant to be American, but I'm just sounding Northern Irish. And he doesn't hey, really That's pretty do- good. Yeah, yeah. Well, part Irish, so I should be able to do that. Uh, but um, yeah, what do you think about that? Keep on trucking, Obi Wan. Do you think Qui Gon would really say that? I think he's uh, Liam Neeson's been in the business for a long time, and it's kind of like I'm trying to think of a guy to ask. Hey, uh, Harrison Ford. Exactly. Hey, Harrison Ford. Mm. But he just like, oh, okay, uh, sure, yeah, hey. Uh, Go get him. Go get him, son. You know, like, like, yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, man, these guys have been, been doing it forever. Um, they've, they've made enough money. They're set for life. So you got some like fan guy. Uh, hey man, excuse me, sir. Um, will you please tell me blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh. okay, sure. Why not? You know, that's, that's pretty much what I think that response means. Uh, I would love to see him. I'm hoping maybe, maybe, uh, maybe since he got like, uh, quasi cancelled last year or whatever maybe he's like oh, that, hey, was, if, that was ridiculous it was a big wow 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 uh like i'm hoping maybe maybe uh maybe he will do it it's like oh, i better get this money while i can if they're if they're offering him some um oh, i think yeah. you know <laughs> I, definitely I think do it yeah you know like okay <laughs> he's doing he's, shit movies at the moment like called the ice road or something exactly like, he's still like Come okay <laughs> They're like, hey, we're going to do one uh, where you are a carnival manager and uh, and and then somebody <laughs> kidnaps the uh, kidnaps, the bumper car guy who happens to be your stepson and you got to get him back. Oh, OK. I know how to do that. I love there's so much there's so much pathos in this character that I'm playing in this movie. I am so. Uh, it's when, like people. When, I, I love. I love watching interviews with Liam Neeson where people are like, yeah. "What attracted you to this role?" And it's clear. Well, it's like, I've I've always wanted to be a carny, and you know what I mean. Like, yeah, when you travel as much as I do, you you get a particular set of skills. Uh, you know. This... What What about that uh, Nicolas Cage trailer that came out? Pig. Oh God, pig! Oh, boy. <laughs> Which I... is literally just John Wick with a pig. I can't I... wait. No, I'm when st- he's a chef, he's an ex-chef. Oh boy, yeah. no! I- <laughs> <laughs> Cannot wait. Actually, still- he's another one that's just doing shit. But like, what was the thing he did with, which is actually Five Guy- Nights at Freddy's? Well, he's Guys, got, have, he's got lots of taxes to pay off. Sorry, go did y'all? Clint's did y'all gonna see- explode if you I am. I'm having a stroke. Did y'all see jujitsu? Did you see? Have yes, you seen that it's one? It's terrible. Oh, I wanted <laughs> to see it so bad. Movie. I watched that whole movie. Oh crap! We were we were high fiving when I saw the trailer to that. I'm like, this is going to be the best movie. It's the ever. worst movie ever made. No, it's it's not. It's like <laughs> Frank Grillo turns up in it for like five seconds, and I'm like, oh, what boy. are you doing in this movie? Like, honestly, that film is awful. The best thing about that film is. It's it's actually not a bad performance from Nicolas Cage. Given if you if you take Nicolas Cage performances, that's probably one of his best ones. In oh, that boy. On a, uh, that that film was awful. Like Nicolas Cage is literally just taking like he's okay. like whatever. I don't care anymore. It like, looks so good. How does it not look good to you? He's going to get his pig and the pig. I had a pet pig. 
he, he he did one good film which was called was it Joe? It was a Mandy. No, no, Mandy was Mandy was good but weird. But he did another one called I think it was just called Joe, uh, which is actually really good. And then he just did crap. Right? I want to see him do a film called Clint. I mean, it's just the, the life of Clint Baker. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. I'm not going to freak out! Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. uh, but the thing, like with Liam Neeson, uh, or Liam Neeson's, as I like to call him, if you know that, what that reference is, uh, he's he's someone that I, I, I have um, <laughs> I have a lot of time for him. I, th- I think he's, I think he's, even in these kind of, crappy action films i still think he's he's very um he's very charismatic uh i really really loved uh the gray the gray was such a good movie that he was i think that was the last like genuinely good film that he was in like action film wise he's been in some some other stuff but i really really do joe hope Carnahan, he... baby. yeah that's joe Carnahan. he's great hey i i uh i saw you t- or i re- Come on, Clint. Use your words. Earlier, you were talking about Mark Wahlberg, and I almost—I mm. don't want to interrupt, but uh, he's got a movie called Infinite. Ah, yes, yes. It's on Paramount cool. Plus. Don't, don't be fooled, guys. Clint, don't. Clint doesn't like it. <laughs> it had a lot of potential. It it fooled me in the beginning. Was really good, but it, <clears> I just, uh, I was like, okay, this is just a this is a made for TV movie. Uh, you know, you want to see some action. It's cool, mm. but yeah, oh boy, Paramount. Hey, That's all I got how to say. You doing? How's your mother? <laughs> I can't hey, do it. <laughs> I like Mark Wahlberg, so I was like, you know, like in 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 a lot of stuff. So I was excited. I was like, okay, this is gonna be good. Oh, what <laughs> happened? Mark Mark like, Wahlberg hasn't been in a good film since The Fighter. Let's be honest, yeah, that was his last good film. The, the the pretty much it's like these people. It's like it's like the memories and like personality of people are are getting passed down it's almost like reincarnation in new bodies and you're supposed to remember how to do things mm. so it makes them kind of powered like they're like super bad marksman awesome marksmanship or driving and all these different things and then like they just never did anything with it like you never really saw anything like cool like in the beginning you're like cool these guys are going to be badasses that's how they start the show and then they never do anything so i was it's, like it, it if sounds you gotta- a bit like that film P- power that um, uh, Jamie Foxx was in, where literally everyone's powers just seem to be them exploding. <laughs> watching that movie, I saw, I was like, I saw that one. Yeah. <laughs> everyone, it's, that's like, yeah, that's, what's the point? <laughs> this was like it's like like you almost get reincarnated, and some people have a hard time remembering, and then all of a sudden they get to a certain age, and they're just super awesome at fighting or whatever, and it's because they've been doing it for thousands of years, um, and it's like. And like, oh, and then then they it's like hitting puberty or something. They just yeah. remember, you know what I mean? And uh, their past lives. And so they can do all kinds of crazy things because they've been around for a long time. Okay. Uh, it's, yeah. It sounds, it, you know, it sounds like a cool premise. But... Like that Charlize Theron movie. They're, they're yes. super badass because they've been around forever. It's Old the God, same kind of. Yeah. 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 That was a, that was a fun movie. But like, I hated it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought mean, that was called Hancock. <laughs> they're all the same in these films yeah it's like it was like you know but the, but they never they never really showed any powers like they didn't do anything it was it was really weird it's almost like it was a three-hour movie that got cut into like an hour and a half or something it's weird anyway oh, sorry yeah, where and, can you where can you not catch that film yeah that's on paramount plus <laughs> uh yeah don't don't do it sorry mr Wahlberg. uh yeah be sorry to mark Wahlberg. I just wasted. I, we've been talking about this five minutes. Uh, I've just wasted five more minutes uh, with that movie. Like, 
that I'll... sometimes it's fun to watch a bad film. What about the Tomorrow War coming out July second? What's uh, is, what's is that, that the one with Chris, Chris Pratt? Pratt? Yeah. Oh yeah, no. oh, yeah, yeah I saw the, the war the film that he's in. I have a feeling it'll be entertaining, like a uh, like the uh, like I don't know, like a. <laughs> Uh, Netflix might, movie, you know what I mean? Uh, like it might, it might sound bad to say, but I haven't liked a film that Chris Pratt is in outside of Guardians of the Galaxy. Like those Guardians of the Galaxy. I haven't liked anything else he's been in. It's, like, it, I, I, I don't like the Jurassic World films. I don't think they're very good. I think he's fine in them. Uh, I really, really hated Passengers. I thought that was terrible, that film. Uh, that was a kind of bordering on creepy. Uh, what else was he in? He, he's just been in crap. Like really it, like... It looks like it's going to be about the level of that Jamie Foxx movie you were talking yeah, about, where everyone blows up. Just kind of a, <laughs> ah, it's okay, you know. There's nothing else was on, so we, uh, you know, it looks like one of those. So, pa- power. Okay, uh, uh, I'll oh, give you. Sorry, yeah, this this film does sound good. The un- the unbearable weight of massive talent. That's where Nicolas Cage plays Nicolas Nicholas Cage playing <laughs> Nicolas Cage. Yeah. That's, that sounds uh, like a fun band forces actor Nicolas Cage to recreate his most famous characters and scenes during a birthday party. Yeah, like that sounds good. Uh, it sounds like a fun. That sounds like a fun film. And Nicolas Cage is one of those actors that you know he can give you like an incredible performance in something. Uh, like he he is a genuinely very talented actor. He just <laughs> seems to love going overboard. <laughs> and and there'll be a ca- there'll be a cameo of John Claude Van Damme playing John Claude Van Damme <laughs> yeah. playing John Claude Van Damme. Well, that was a pretty one. fun series. Yeah, that was a great series. I liked it. I gotta rewatch that. Yeah, uh, but as far as Pratt's concerned, no, I, I, I yeah, I, I, he is a one-trick pony. I really do think he is a one. Uh, there's one film he was in, but he's not really in it that I liked, and that was Zero Dark Thirty. And he he was like very briefly in yeah, that. I didn't movie. even know he was in that. Yeah. So. but he's kind of been typecast now as an army guy. Like well, that's literally who all he plays now. In Jurassic Park, he like really hammed it up and tried yeah. to put on the smaller a little too much. So, and then I mean, like the ten minutes trying of, to be Indiana Jones in that. Film. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and like the 10, 15 minutes I watched of the, the Magnificent Seven remake before. Oh, that's awful! That film is awful. I watched that, and that's so bad. Why would you? Why would you oh my God! Yul Brenner is rolling in his grave, man. Mm. I didn't see that one. I guess I lucked out. Mm. <laughs> People really want us to. to People are talking about Ansanoff in the comments. No, no Kazakh. <laughs> no, we're not, no. not saying that stuff. No. Kazakhs. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of a Chris Pratt film that I liked outside of Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. I can't actually think of one. Like and the other Marvel films he was in. Uh, I, I really, I am struggling. So I think he's. A, I think he is a one-trick pony. I'm going to be honest. But um, yeah. <laughs> there are there are quite a few actors that are like that, especially in the MCU. Like I can't think of a, a film that Chris Hemsworth has been in outside of those films that has generally been good. Like maybe Extraction was all right. Yeah, still haven't finished that. Yeah, not, yeah, that's going to be about as good as uh, as this movie that we're talking about with, with Chris yeah. Pratt. It's going to yeah. be like an Extraction. Those are all. It's funny. They're just made for TV movies that are just like, eh, uh, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I quite I quite liked I liked the one shot like action sequence in that film that that was cool, but apart from that, yeah, the, the, there are loads of these actors now that just are part of big franchises and don't really do anything outside of them. And when they do, it, it doesn't turn out to be that good. Like 
I think a lot a lot of MCU actors are like that. I'm going to be honest. Like, um, I think Zoe Zaldana, what has she been in that's been genuinely good? Like, she was what in Star Trek, and then maybe she was in some like independent movies and stuff that were alright. But outside of that, I can't think of anything. Scarlett Johansson's probably the only one that's really like. Like, look at Robert Downey Jr. Look at what he tried to do outside of the MCU. He did uh, what was that awful film he did recently? Um, uh, Doctor Doolittle, which is just awful. <laughs> he did the, started the, to laugh. It's not. But it's, that's, that's an awful film. And the Judge was another one that he did that wasn't very good. But didn't he do but, that uh, road trip movie? With that was Bell. awful as well. Uh, yeah. The uh, what was that? Due date. Due date. Yeah. that was what it's called. That was I terrible as well. I don't think it was terrible. No, it was he, bad. He's it was a hangover ripoff. He's just trying to do something different, you know. What I mean, he's like, I've been doing this this Stark <clears throat> thing for a, a thousand years, and then uh, he, I mean, he did really good with the Sherlock Holmes thing. That was yeah, cool. That's true. You know, that was. I great, don't think that, I know? don't think those films are very good, and I think no, his English accent in it is terrible. Franchise. Yeah. Those, you know. those Sherlock Holmes films are great. As Guy Ritchie films go. <laughs> Let's, like they're, they're fine. They're, they are Wrath fine. Wrath of Man was great. I liked Wrath of Man. That was, no, that was his. Was that his uh, his latest yeah. one? I haven't seen that yet. I haven't well, seen he's, that film yet. He produced uh, Sweet Tooth. So that's, that's what a... I was going to say. The best thing he's done is producing Sweet Tooth. <laughs> you know, he's he's doing well as a producer. I suppose. Guy Ritchie was on Welfare when he made a short film for Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. Now, look yeah. at him, all right, not. I like Guy. I like Guy Ritchie a lot. I like him a lot. Big I, I respect think... to Guy Ritchie. <laughs> yeah. I think I think he's actually a very very good act, uh, good director. He's just there. Sometimes he tends to go a bit overboard. I think. Uh, and yes, uh, Danzig says Dexter Fletcher is directing Sherlock Sherlock Holmes three. Yes, he is. Dexter Fletcher is uh, directing that. So uh, I think uh, both of my guests have left the building and I'm all alone. So on that note, <laughs> I think I'm going to say goodbye. Uh, what's happening, guys? I have no idea where Clint went. <laughs> Clint disappeared. Uh, well, from all of us here at Small Screen, I hope you have a lovely, lovely weekend. You can go and find Clint Baker everywhere at the original was the OG Clint Baker and on YouTube you can find him at Clint at the Clint Baker channel as well and you oh god you've been you've been busy James uh yes there is Clint as a uh, in his Star Trek garb and you can find that James guy uh well you can find him at small screen co yeah he's often he's often uh, talking to people over there and also uh 42.com and uh, you can find me at uh, Small Screen Co. as well and EJ Lauder. Thank you so much for watching, guys. And we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Hey, hey. And he's come back to say goodbye. <laughs> I was having some technical problem with my bladder. Yeah. <laughs> right. And also, yes, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Small Screen Co. Right. Let's end the show. Oh, no. Roberta, Bobby Anderson, Danzig, 1979, The Sax God, Sean Hadigan. Thank you very much to our lovely page. Bobby. Danzig, 1979. Kazak. Sean's Soundtracks. <laughs> there we go. Now we can end the show.
God, he loves dead air, doesn't he? Though? James just loves it. He just lives <laughs> off it. 